Are you a patient suffering with a disease or condition? Do you feel lost within our healthcare system? Are there times when you feel like you don't have a voice with your doctor or pharmacist? Welcome to a podcast dedicated to the patient, hosted by a patient suffering with chronic pain, who's a vibrant entrepreneur, Christy Sobel. The Patients Podcast focuses on interviewing doctors, pharmacists, healthcare providers, and other patients to build a network of change, to create an environment of sincere empathy, to elevate the patient's voice, and demand advocacy for those suffering. Welcome to the Patients Podcast, part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. You are listening to the Patients Podcast, part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I'm Christy Sobel. Today, the lady we we're going to be speaking to had to have artificial disc replacement surgery done. Welcome, Sibel. Can you tell me briefly what started the whole problem? Hi, Christy. Thanks so much for having me. I would definitely love to tell my story. So, I have a very complex history, unfortunately, but it started when I was 10 years old. I was in a very serious car accident with my mom at the time, and um, the injury that I sustained was very serious whiplash, and because I was so young, actually it reversed the curve of my neck, so the top two vertebrae, the atlas and axis bones, were kind of grinding on each other and created some dizziness, and I displaced vertebrae and everything. So at that time, we utilized alternative therapy, which was chiropractic care, and the doctor at the time was just kind of, you know, doing the typical adjustments and trying to get my neck back in shape, and actually it probably did more damage than good at the time, but, you know, for a while it seemed to make a little bit of a difference, and over time, you know, the pain and the dizziness did kind of subside for a while, but down the road in 2002, I had a water skiing accident at Lake Powell, this was also a very serious accident. I ended up, you know, falling and falling to the right side of my neck and like falling and flipping, my body flipped over my neck about five times and I tore ligaments in my foot, tore my neck, um, had problems with my discs that were bulging out uh, from this injury because when I hit the water, it was kind of like hitting cement um, in your body, you know, such a shock to my system and basically just messed up a lot of my discs and over time those discs were deteriorating um, when I had the injury at the time I had such pain I didn't know what to do I mean I, I could barely move my neck and um, I went to doctors I started to see specialists when I went back to Colorado and you know they you know, of course, the only thing they started with was the alternative therapies because surgery is never the first step in any care, which is a good thing. You know, they try everything that they can before they even approach the surgical, um, you know, ways. Uh, yeah, ways. So basically what happened was they tried uh, chiropractic again. We tried acupuncture, massage therapy, um, and all those therapies were not helping me that much, unfortunately, massage. Uh, and then I was still in excruciating pain. And, you know, I'm, I'm the type of person that does not like to take a lot of medication. So I tried to avoid taking the narcotics and all the stuff. And unfortunately, I was just still feeling a lot of pain. I couldn't get rid of it. So 
that we were trying different kinds of facet injections and every kind of cortisone injection from speed zero all the way to speed seven, and those injections also never helped. Then we did the discograms and the discograms to figure out where this pain was coming from exactly, and you know they were determining that my pain was coming from the C3 through six, and so I thought I would need to figure out a way to take care of that, which they were kind of pointing towards surgery at the time. So I had a discogram two times just to determine where the pain was coming from and kind of what is truly going on with my neck. And the doctor determined that I had problems between my C3 through 6 for the disc issue. And then, of course, I also still had the problem with my atlas and axis bones for grinding on each other. So I had, like, this very complex situation, unfortunately. So you exhausted every option imaginable, and now you were facing surgery. What, what did you decide to do? Exactly. Seven years later, seven years after, I tried every alternative therapy, including um, a neurostimulator, which was to help with the pain. That never worked either. It actually caused more pain, but it helped. Then at that point, I went to my doctor and said, what can I do? I mean, this is horrible. I'm it's so dizzy all the time. I don't feel good. I have pain radiating, radiating down my arm and the pain in my back as well, my neck. And my doctor said, you know, surgery seems to be the only other option, but you may want to explore your options overseas because my hands are tied. I can't do the surgery that you really need um, here in the U.S. Uh, because the FDA having limits on the type of products that they have approved. So because my case is so complex, involving basically four levels of my spine at that time, I started to research my options and I looked online and tried to figure out what to do. And at that point, I was looking in Europe. I had found a couple doctors over there that specialized in complex disc replacement surgeries and that's what led me down that path. Okay, so you chose to go out of the United States because you couldn't find that the doctors could do the significant surgery that needed to be done to, to help you find some relief. So they pointed you and you kind of took their lead and you decided to go out of the country and have a, a artificial disc implant done. And what artificial implant was implanted into your spine? Okay, so, well, before I had the surgery, I was doing a lot of research online to figure out what is out there, what, what, what are my options. And Spinal Kinetics was advertising their M6 disc all over the Internet, and it looked to be an amazing product at that time. I mean, it really seemed to replicate the true natural disc and the way it moves and everything. And so that combined with the doctor overseas um, using this product it kind of seemed like the perfect fit for me. So I ended up going over to Germany, which is where they do a lot of these very complex surgeries, and talked to the doctor directly. And, you know, he was telling me that this product would be great. It would be the right fit for me. And I, it would be, you know, it would, it would allow me to move my neck again the way I used to. Um, and so I trusted the doctor that this was a great option for me at the time. Okay. So now they implanted, the doctor implanted 
the uh, M6 disc into your spine, and you went back. You went home, and what you were you didn't feel something was right. So what did you do? Yeah. So basically, I had the surgery in 2009, and so they did a comp- complex surgery. They did um, a fusion at the spine two. Combined with a C, well, actually, they were supposed to do a C3 through 6 disc replacement, but it ended up being a C4 through 7 disc replacement, so three levels that were disc replacements, and unfortunately, I was still having pain. So basically, they, the doctor replaced, unfortunately, he replaced the C4 through 7 instead of the C3 through 6, and I didn't know that for about a year and a half. I, I still was having pain and didn't know what was going on in my neck. I was still having the nerve pain, still having all these issues. And the doctor, I written, I had written him some emails to figure out what's wrong. He just kept ignoring it. And, you know, finally I had to do an MRI and to figure out what's wrong. And it pointed towards the fact that the wrong, one of the wrong, just one of the just was replaced in the wrong level. So I was in shock, of course. And... I did a second MRI to confirm it and realized that the doctor had made a mistake, unfortunately. So I had to go back to Germany. Um, I was very hesitant to do that because I was afraid to have the same doctor that made a mistake replace the disc in my neck that was that he was supposed to do. And But unfortunately, because of the fact that there are such limited options, I felt like my hands were tied and I did have to go back to the same doctor again for him to fix his mistake. So he ended up then doing the C3-4 disc replacement. So by that time, I had four disc replacements between C3-7 plus the fusion of C1-2. So my, my case was probably one of the most complex in the world, he had told me at that time, because not too many people had almost their entire circle spine operated on. And unfortunately, at that point, you know, I thought that was my... That was my answer. It was going to relieve my pain. I was going to be able to get my life back and start doing everything I used to. Um, But unfortunately, it could have led to an unfortunate circumstance, which I never expected. So that's where... And that's where you found out that the wrong disc was removed, correct? Well, after that point, a couple years later, I ended up finding out that I had defective disc replacements in my spine. So over time, over the five years that I had these M6 discs in my neck, they started breaking apart and causing complications within my spine. So I ended up having osteolysis, which is where the bone breaks down and you end up having holes in your in your vertebrae. And on top of that, I had loosening of the disc replacements, which then caused bone growth into my spinal cord. So I had severe spinal stenosis, which is impingement of your spinal cord. Mine was a 40% impinged, which just happened in 2015. This was many years after my initial surgery, and then my second surgery was in 2010. So it took many years for this product to break down, but it is extremely to think that this could even happen because their motto is motion for life, which to me meant, okay, wow, I'm going to 
be able to do everything I want the rest of my life. I'm never, ever going to have another surgery on my neck. I anticipated having just one surgery in my entire life for my neck, and I ended up having four surgeries, which is a lot of surgeries to endure and a lot of pain and suffering. And I would never wish it upon anyone. So it's definitely a warning to everyone out there listening to do your homework. Make sure you know what you're getting yourself into because, you know, once you have these disc replacements in your neck, there's really no turning back. You can't say, I want to take these disc replacements out and start over and do something different. Really, once you have these discs in there, these ADR products, the only other option is fusion or replacing them with new artificial disc replacement products. And so that led me to the next step and kind of a very difficult road ahead. And so I ended up having to go back to Germany to have another extremely complex, horrific surgery to replace all the disc replacements in my neck. And Unfortunately, one of the disc replacements auto-fused kind of defeated the purpose of even having a disc replacement product in my neck. So that product was taken out to avoid having any more complications where this product was going to break down the bone even further. So the doctor had to take out and refuse that D3-4 level, which was actually the last level that was replaced. So surprisingly, what happened was this product broke apart it like split open and then it fused my bone at an ankle, which is really a neck and it, it was protecting itself. So that level was refused. Then the other three levels were replaced with a different product with ADR because I did not want to, I didn't want to be fused from C3 through seven or I would have zero movement in my cervical spine. So unfortunately I had to go back down the path of surgery and another, you know, difficult recovery time, and it, it was very, very challenging and very painful and, you know, really risky, actually. And the doctor, you know, he told me it was, like, one of the most complex, difficult surgeries that he's ever done to have to go back in and take everything out, clean up all the um, complexities or in the spine from the bone spurs to the growth into my spinal cord to, you know... Uh, sealing the bone that was uh, that had holes in it, so it was it was definitely very difficult to deal with. And I, in hindsight, wish I had never gone down the surgical path. But at that time, you know, I believed my doctor, and I believed that this was truly the only option I had. And you know, years ago, really going overseas was the only way I could treat my neck with surgery because I did not have the possibility of doing it in the U.S unless I wanted like five separate surgeries, which I wasn't wanting at all. Um, and I, of course, never thought I would have to have four um, as a result of what happened. So um, I really hope that everyone listening will do their homework and make sure you ask your doctors what the complications are, what could happen if, you know, what, what happens with these products? Because all I heard was the positive oh my gosh, what an amazing product this is, how I'm going to be able to move my neck. The, the, the disc replacement product moves just like a natural disc. And so I really, truly believed that and thought I would never have a problem because I never even heard about what could have happened. The M6, yeah. is that now U.S. approved? Is that artificial being disc is being used in the U.S.? You know, it's going through the FDA trial process. Um, FDA, they've been doing the FDA trials here, and they're doing it at one level. 
So what's really weird to me is after the fact, I learned that this company actually has only done a one-level study on a one with one disc replacement. So they were sending these products all over the world to have multiple-level disc replacements done, and this product is not even viable for multiple levels because they've never done a study on it, and they're basically using all of us patients as, as their guinea pigs to test these products, but they nowhere have they been tracking this product or figuring out if, you know, they, what the results are. They, they just kind of send them over there, have patients go overseas, do these surgeries, and it's almost like a hands-off situation where they they have no idea truly what's going on with their product. Were and you a part of their case study? I was not part of their case study at all. Uh, what's really interesting is that I had talked to this company right after my surgery, and I thought, this is a great company, great product. I believed in it at the time, in the beginning, when I first had the surgery. And then many years later, after I had all these complications, I reached out to the company again, and I talked to the company president and all their executives and their medical director and everyone to inform them of the difficult, you know, and what, what this product is really about and what's going on and that it's effective and that they need to figure out a solution because this is going to impact other patients down the road. And, you know, the product doesn't break down right away. It takes years for that to happen. Sometimes you won't even notice that you have a problem because you'll have pain in your neck and, you know, you may ignore it for a while. And then over time you might say, wow, maybe I need another MRI and that's exactly what happened with me. I mean, I went to my physical therapist and just kept having pain going down my arm, down my shoulder blade. And I didn't know what was wrong. And she was like, you really need to get another MRI to figure out what's going on with your neck. Cause it seems like something new is going on with it. And I was extremely shocked when I had the CAT scan and the MRI and revealing all the uh, complex, uh, complications and the situation, the true situation with this M6 disc that was defective. And, you know, I, uh, I reached out to the company. They truly treated it like it wasn't a big deal. And I couldn't believe that they basically ignored everything that I went through and continued to state what an amazing product they have and market. When I could show them black and white proof in both my MRIs, CAT scans, photos during the surgery and the product itself as it was taken out of my neck to prove to them that there's something extremely wrong with this M6 product. Um, even then, they denied it to my face that there was an issue. So I could not believe it. It was beyond, like, anything I would have ever expected. And that's the you know, worst was- part about this is that artificial discs are, you know, they used to say fusionists forever. And artificial discs at some point... You know, you stand a better chance with them because technology is getting better and that kind of a process. But as what this, this right here, what you've gone to, is proof of all of the behind the scenes things that are going on that are not open to the public. The ramifications are life ending. Um, in a lot of ways, and a lot of times you do your homework, but the longevity, um, side effects, complications, a lot of that stuff isn't known, 
simply because this is a new device that's in the market. And so with that, you think that the doctors, these companies, all of them are looking out for you when in fact that is not what's happening. Is that everything that you were told, I was told. You had your surgery done out of the U.S. for that, but the M6 disc is being looked at of coming into the U.S. It is, it fell apart in your spine. So what this really does say is that there is not enough evidence, not enough evidence to back up the claims that the artificial disc replacements are saying. Besides case studies, there is no other tracking. And there is nothing there is no paperwork. There is nothing to prove what we are saying is not true. So with that being said, is that whether you go to another country or you are in the US just because that we believe in the system, we believe in the doctors, we believe in these companies, nobody, nobody really um, is looking out for you as it's the amount of money of doing a surgery. And once you do that, you're in there. And no matter how many times you think the end is here. This is going to be the end all. It's never the end all. Once you cut into the human body, you leave scar tissue, you do damage of where they fixed it, and you're never ever the same. So, yeah. unfortunately, your story is extremely horrific, and yeah. it is something that, um, ooh, is 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 something that I wanted our listeners to hear. It is one yeah. of the horror stories that do exist and that happen in the United States even today. So this is everything when you look at going through this process and you think you cannot hang on any longer and you can't put up the pain, you're taking so many narcotics, what have you, and when you hear something, a little slogan that says, we're going to give you relief, if it sounds too good to be true, most times it's not true. So it's a massive warning for everyone out there that's looking for this and you're in dire shape and you, you want to believe that product is going to do what it claims. And unless it's got longevity and they really know side effects, but not until they start tracking these devices, will we know how many failures that exist with the M6 disc. We will not know. So anybody out there that has had the M6 surgery, please, please send your story to Christy Sobel hope.com so that your story can be heard just as Sabelle 
has hers being talked about because I think it's a crucial for everyone to hear just how horrific something can go. And it's, it's, it's an empowering and um, insightful Sybil for everything that you have gone through and I really, really appreciate you taking the time and sharing your story with us. Oh, you're welcome. Definitely. I mean, it's true. It's like what you don't know will hurt you, unfortunately. And I just believe that you really need to get, you know, as much information as you can. Ask for studies. Ask for background information. Um, you know, I didn't think I needed that because I believed my doctor. I believed the Internet. I believed what I saw. Um, and... You know, I trusted my my doctor, believed in their advice, guidance, and their expertise. And it's unfortunate, but in hindsight, you see 2020 sometimes. And, you know, you learn through experiences, and I want to help whoever is out there looking for options to, you know, if they've tried everything under the sun. You know, nowadays there are so many more alternatives out there than when I went through this. They have stem cell injections. They have all types of new options that will probably be better than even exploring if you can try not to have surgery it's definitely a better option and if there is surgery is the only option then there probably are new alternatives than than what I had at that time and I agree with that so I hope that this information will help all of you I truly wish that the company would stand behind their product and, and acknowledge the mistakes and you know not just turn my die like they have with me and I feel like justice needs to be served for what happened so um, this company is based in the U.S. so I feel that it's a little bit scary to think that they're going to be on the market and it's going to be a new option for disc replacement surgery so definitely keep your eyes and ears open for sure. I appreciate it again for you sharing your story with us today. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to The Patient's Podcast, where the voice of the patient is the most important voice in healthcare. If you'd like to be featured on The Patient's Podcast, please send us your information and story to patientspodcast at gmail.com.